Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive the Clippers made the right decisions, Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly <laughs> neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers every game after the Clippers make a solid trade. Kind of technically true. We come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., five days a week. Kill some windshield time. Make us your first listen. And let's dive into a expected loss to the Bucks, but there's a lot of good stuff to be had from this game. The Bucks always present a lot of trouble for the Clippers during the regular season, True. <laughs> even with a healthy Quine Paul George. Uh, but anyways, we're going to talk about the Clippers' uh, worst loss in terms of points in the entire season. Uh, sure. We'll talk about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't like. And then in segment two, we're talking the Freshies. This hey. Every single Monday, we like to talk about new guys fresh to the squad. We're going to talk about Norman Powell and Robert. Covington. We love it. Uh, yeah, both of these guys have a really solid addition. I, you haven't really heard us talk about this trade on the podcast since it happened, which feels like a year ago now. But uh, oh, right, yeah, they've been with the team for ages with, now. Yeah, with the way the, the <laughs> with the way the NBA moves. But uh, we will be talking about that in the freshies. And then every single Monday, we also bring you the uh, Terrence Mann's Warp Watch, which is we just like to check in on Terrence Mann, see where he's at kind of versus a league average replacement player. And then it's also the Luke Kennard progress report. Look, a lot of good stuff to report on that. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers did fall uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks, 137-113. Gotta let you know this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hope you bet the over for the Bucks on this one. Yeah, so let's just get this part out of the way. This is a fully healthy reigning champion Bucks. Yeah, right. Vincenzo's back in the mix. Of course, Donnie Pizza, the thing that that really makes, you know, that's the difference maker for yes, the Bucks. It stirs the Bucks drink. Um, this was a loss. It was rough. Um, there were times when it was close in this one. Absolutely. The Clippers showed fight. But at the end of the day, the Bucks were just too top heavy. But talking about what we liked, we gotta give a shout out to the new guys. Norm Powell showed us what's up. 28 points, four assists. 9 of 16 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, 6 of 7 from free throw. We're going to talk about it in the next segment, but like... Couldn't have hit all 7? <laughs> come on. They're free throws. This, I mean, in the first game, he showed exactly why you trade for him. He can get his own shot. He can make things happen. He's going to be an injection of life into maybe the starting lineup, which we will talk about later. But what did you think of his debut for the Clips? Injection of something, that's for sure. Uh, no, Norman Powell, I, like, it was good to see him out there. I wasn't actually sure if he would be ready to play this early as he just flew in on. Yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> very good point. What was it? We just saw the team video of him flying in. It felt like just yesterday. But uh, uh, no, I, I liked what I saw. I mean, clearly the three-point shooting, we know what he can do. Prolific catch and shooter per Lawrence Frank, and just yes. per the numbers. I think so. I think him and Luke Kennard are either fifth and sixth or fourth and fifth in, like, the league catch-and-shoot three percentages. Oh, yeah. Great. We definitely have got, we, we, we definitely have two top five guys, um, which is great to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see sort of 
how he can fit in defensive schemes on the other end of the ball sure. because he is a willing defender. Um, it's a great term for it. I love that term. He's willing to defend. It's I, I not mean, always the best. I see what you're saying. I totally agree with it. Like, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a he's world. He's trying. He's not a world stopper, but he's, and a, there's, he's there's an a, effort guy. And I feel like at the, if, when the Clippers are fully healthy and like he's at the two. That's all you need. It's, you know, it, that goes a little bit further even Agreed. than like his physical sort of traits defensively can take. Well, and he's been on like one of the worst defensive teams which has been the Blazers. So yeah. it's like he has a bunch of good guys around him. Robert Covington also, I mean, we're going to talk about the trade more kind of the second segment, but... He's ready to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> look, we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but the the Robert Covington thing to me, like, I not that I was mad about it because it's like, it, it's a situation where, like, to make the money work, it makes sense. Yeah. He doesn't really, you know, he's an expiring contract, doesn't really make sense on the Blazers. $12 million is maybe a little bit more than I think Robert Covington is worth. He's not getting for, that next year. For I where he's at, at at this period of right. uh, like of his career. However, in this game, I, I thought that he was great. Uh, we, we saw a lot of what he can do. Yeah. But, you know, since this trade happened, you know, I've had my questions about whether we would ever see Robert Covington on this team with a healthy Paul George and Kawhi. And I think, you know, one, one game sample size, yeah, pretty good. Well, I like it because he, like, so you look at the wings on this team and we're just deep, right? Like yeah. Covington isn't coming in needing to be a starting four or something like that. So I think that really helps him out. Um, I don't know what, like kind of whose playing time is going to see the most cut into this because the Clippers have, this trade window made me really excited because the Clippers are kind of finally going all in on this, like, we're wings. That's who we are. Yeah, like we don't need this weird shot in the dark for a, a true point guard. Like wings, <laughs> kind of like guards, but with way longer wingspans. Yeah, exactly. Like, wings. That's what the Clippers are doing right now, and I think Roku can fit in. Uh, but one thing that helps is in this game specifically, we got an efficient Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. So the way that that Robert Covington's production goes, I think goes by way of all the wings in front of him. Mook had 28 and four in this game against the Bucks. Five of eight first three or from three. Sure, he was minus 29 in this game. But in a game where you need scoring, are you not gonna play Marcus Morris? Like, I know I sound like an idiot, but you know what I mean? Like, you Look, gotta go toe-to-toe. I'm not a calculator, but I think if a player is putting up minus 29, that means they need more playing time. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, like feel good takeaways Yeah, from this game. What Moral we, victory. Like in terms of what we didn't like, like, look, there was a brutal scoring drought to open the second half. The Clippers scored like six points in six minutes. It was a classic. God, it was a goddamn nightmare. Classic. It points to why maybe Norm Powell should be with the starting unit and stuff like that. But I mean, the worst buck starter was plus 17. Giannis had 28, 10 and five. They caught fire from three in the second half so oh yeah that was absurd the bucks went 14 of 20 in the second half and like it's not like the clippers shot poorly the clippers shot 40 percent. they went 10 for 25 uh in the second half but it's just like you're not going to beat a bucks team that shoots 70 percent from three in the second half Definitely. Uh, one thing though that I do think is Shout like out maybe freaking Connington for lighting us. Dude, Pat Connington was 
barrage him. nightmare. <laughs> uh, one thing though, like we suck defending the fast break. In a <laughs> sure. way, you're right about that. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. indefensible. Like <laughs> yeah. I get that it's the Bucks. Yes, they're gonna hurt you in a lot of ways. We lost twenty eight to seven on the Ooh. fast break. Ooh, you cannot. I never want to be minus twenty on the fast break. Call me crazy. You cannot let a team destroy you in transition like that and shoot that way from three and score in the paint at ease and ever get a win. Yeah, I mean... Limit one of the three things. One. <laughs> just take one away. Just one. We saw a lot of guys not be able to get it going. And Yes, absolutely. Like, Mook, I just talked about, he was still 207 from two. Um, Amir, 40% from two. A really rough Batum game. Yeah. One of five from the floor. And also, like, this game was a clear definition of, like, when Hartenstein isn't working on offense, the shit just doesn't work. Yeah. Minus six and eight minutes, zero points. If it's not there offensively, he's almost like in that Brandon Boston Jr. category. He's, or the Reggie Jackson category. Where it's like, if this isn't working offensively. Like, this is a bad Reggie game offensively. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, what do you go? One for seven from two? Yeah. We don't need that. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's like we had, we had personnel changeover. It's the reigning champs. I'm not too bad about this loss. If I'm being totally, I'm hot. <laughs> You're pissed off. Uh, well, also Bobby Portis killed us. Yeah. 24 and 11 sealed assist. How are we feeling though? First game after the trade, like we gotta be hyped on what we saw from Norm, especially. Didn't really contribute to winning basketball. So Come on. Seems like right. an indictment on the entire trade. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the Freshies, which is going to be all about Norm Powell uh, and Robert Covington. I might have to convince Will that this, this Norm Powell trade was a good idea. But first, we got to give a shout out to betonline.net. Uh, there might be less football being played. There's literally only one game in between this episode and the next time you maybe hear us. Uh, but BetOnline.net game though, right? has way more odds than for the playoff season. From scored totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And when that all stops, which is very recently, you can bet on basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. The best of the business from sports right now to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so we're talking the freshies. Look, every single Monday, we like to talk about what's fresh. New guys to the squad. Oh, yeah. New things, fresh concepts, fresh ideas. Chuck, lead us in. Let's talk about Norm Powell and Robert Covington. We have to talk about it. So we also, we got to give a send-off to uh, Eric Bledsoe and Justice Winslow. They did a lot for this team. Eric Bledsoe led us in that insane net win. Justice Winslow showed us that maybe Serge shouldn't be on the team anymore and was quite literally the backup center for a while. Hats off to those guys. I think I hear you. What you're saying is, Rest in piss, bozos. I'm not saying that at all. They did a great job. <laughs> no, the, both of those guys were great. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I still actually have some regrets about uh, not being able to see Eric Bledsoe play next to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with... Oh, that's hell for the other team. With, you know, what, whatever between Batum and Morris you want to put at the four and either a traditional center or another power forward in, right. in a small ball lineup. I think that that would have been really interesting to the see. The idea is there, and I love it. Winslow was like kind of just getting into swing. 
Keon Johnson, you know, another first round pick kind of squandered by the Clippers. But yeah. uh, hey, we move. That's all we can do. Um, also, Eric Bledsoe, weirdly, in his first game with the Blazers, was held out because of an Achilles issue. Yeah. Death yeah, was so about to be traded from the Blazers. He never missed a game for the Clips. Yeah, so that is a little bizarre. They don't have a jam over there. They're, they're all over the place over in Portland. Um, either way, we talked about Norm Powell a bit uh, in the intro. Like, should Norm start in this iteration of the Clippers? He will. He has to, I guess. He will. This was just his first game. Right. We need the scoring to avoid these kind of dead offensive zones we saw. Like, he's got to start. He's the best offensive player. I mean, Maybe look, other, I, than, I, other than Reggie on a heater, right? Like, I don't he's the think, best offensive player. I don't even think this is a conversation. Like, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, well, Norm, we need it for the pod. <laughs> Norm Powell might be the best player on this Clippers team. He will definitely be in the starting lineup next game or very, very soon. Yeah, so the, uh, the next game was versus the, the Grizzlies. It was funny. Norm said post-game on Sunday that he had just moved a bunch of furniture into his place in Portland before he found out the trade to the Clips. Ah, rough. Well, you know what he wants. He wants revenge for that moving time. I mean, I don't think he was doing this by hand, but I do appreciate the sentiment. You think he was just watching the guys? He's like, wait, I just got traded. Yeah. Move it back in the truck. I think that he was back in the truck. I think that he was directing some folks. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, what gets me hyped? So this trade, I think it's what was weird about this Covington Powell uh, Powell trade is that like people were like, oh, this is a sign that some combination of Kawhi and PG are coming back this season, isn't it? And from everything we've heard, isn't it? I don't know. Ty Lue, after last game, was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe we'll see Kawhi. Who freaking knows, dudes? Like, no, I look, I, I think the, these are total non-sequiturs, these two things. Look, the contracts I, line up, which I love. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, though, looking at this, like, if you can get a player like Norm Powell, whether you, you know, he can fit in with either unit, but, you know, he is a verifiable starter, I feel like. Sure. Uh, you know, given what else the Clippers have. If you can get a player like this for this kind of value, especially given the offensive kind of woes that we've had, like I think that you do that for how little we got him for, like in the <laughs> in the realistic view, like I mean, guys that you know may not have been on this Clippers team next season, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, you and like, you look at you know, the Karis Levert what trade. happened. Yeah. You look at the Karis Levert trade. The Clippers gave up less than yeah. what the Cavs gave up to get Karis Levert for a better player. Yes, I would say. Um, and you look at like next year, like I'm just gonna throw two lineups. We got Reggie, Norm, PG, Kawhi, Batum. Who's bad at that lineup? Or you just go insane. You go Norm, PG, Kawhi, Batum, Mook. Love it. That's small ball. That's a good time. Love it. Like, and like we said, like uh, Norm's contract. He's got four years after this. After this season. Yeah. The cap's only gonna go up. Like this. It's a great trade. Now we're gonna talk about Covington. About this, Reggie, Norm, Kennard, PG, Kawhi, Mook. Well, that's six guys. So I would love that lineup. New strategy. <laughs> I would love if we could play six guys. New strategy. Robert Covington. Um, so the Clippers have said they're open to retaining him after this season. Company line. That's what you always say. But there's been like, apparently there's been like a bunch of like, uh, I can't remember who reported, but they were saying that like other people are like intending to trade for Robert Covington. 
I believe that's what they say about Robert Covington every trade deadline. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> he went 306 from three, had 13 to four in his Clips debut. Um, he's not really needed for heavy minute. And so if we're going to... He's in kind of like, honestly... He's in reclamation project territory for a perfect Clippers team. Who like isn't that far away from a reclamation. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. For, Very for, good point. Uh, like, especially for the amount of money that he's getting paid. Like, I mean, if you look at him as like a straight up one-for-one replacement over Justice Winslow, uh, you hit this thing out of the freaking park. And now I kind of want to talk about some fresh, weird vibes. Lay it on, man. If Let's I'm go. being honest. Let's get weird. So, Lawrence Frank, after all the hubbub this last week, said that a lot can happen between now and Thursday, which is the trade deadline, because one of the things with this Robert Covington, uh, you know, Norm Powell trade was that it was a three for two. So there's a spot for Amir Coffee. For a certain Amir Coffee, who has uh, seemed to prove himself worthy of a spot? Year after year for the Clippers. Um, Lawrence Frank said, it's premature to say that Amir Coffee will automatically be the player the team uses the last roster spot on at this time. He emphasized how proud the team is of Coffee and his accomplishments, excuse me, and his development and contributions. In what world are we not getting a very serviceable big-ass two-guard, which is a wing on this Clippers team, a wings, a, a like, a competitive contract. Like, yeah. Like, no, Amir, Amir's you. looking at, like, what, four for 40? Like 10 mil a year? Maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Like, in that range. Like, that's a nice range for him. Yeah. In what world are we not giving Amir that contract? Like, we have the spot. We're going to trade him. 40 maybe seems higher than... We're going to do a two... I think you get him for lower than that. Sure. But that's at the, if that's the highest point, like, we're going to do another... Like, the Clippers are going to do a two for three trade for someone who's somehow fills in this roster better than Amir, who's been with this team and seen the system, like, this this quote kind of made me feel a little shitty, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Is it company line stuff? Well, I, is Lawrence Frank just saying this to, like, not... This is the opposite of a company line to me, because I think you say... I think you gas up the player who's been playing well a little bit more, like, as a company so line. So they're dogging We'll have to see, you know, like, we'll have to see the financials. Right, but he's just like, yeah, we don't know. Basically, I think we're priming for a Mirkoff for James Harden trade straight up. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> um, but, like, would you be upset if the Clippers just... Because, like, the alternative is, like, it's not like we can trade a beer. So the alternative is, yeah. like, he just hangs out? He just doesn't... I mean, he's on not... On this play- contract? Yeah, he's, like, not playoff eligible. Um... Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest with you. This does, th- this is a bit of a surprise to me. Um, He's been so good. And, and like, he fits a role that the Clippers love, right? He's a big ass. He's not a point. And he's a, he's a, he's like a wing who can handle the ball. And he like, doesn't turn it over. Play off ball. Very, yeah, yeah. Like efficient, plays defense, hustles. What more do you need from a Clippers not starting wing? Yeah, like, no, no, I, I agree. He definitely fits the mold of the type of players that the Clippers have been trying to acquire. I mean, honestly, like if if we're being real, he fits that mold a lot better than even someone like Brandon Boston Jr., who does absolutely ha- who, who does have a real contract. Um Damn. so yes. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like 
I don't know if this is just like him negging Amir or or, or what the <laughs> deal like, is. He's like, go for 50, buddy. Like, uh, or, or like what the deal is. But I would be... Man, I would be I, genuinely disappointed if I would this be, fool's not on the team next Yeah, time. I would be genuinely disappointed. And like, I think that, once again, like, you've heard me talk about this podcast. Like, even if this team is just a play-in team, I think not being able to have a mirror for those play-in reps, that to me feels like a waste of time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like after it, we've seen like how it feels good like a Amir waste is. of time on what Amir has done this season and like what we've done for the last three years, like having yeah. him on the bench and developing him, man. Like to it let just, him go for nothing. It just feels like a waste of time to me. Like, and we still have bird rights, but yeah, I don't know. We got it. Make, doesn't sit right with me if I'm being honest. It's a weird quote. It doesn't it's sit fresh, right with weird me. vibes. The only weird vibes are from this quote. Um, and finally, Chris Dunn. He's been with Agua Caliente for a minute. Yeah. What's up with that? He's averaging in eight, terms of uh, being a player in this league. Just like sounds like he's done. Oh, okay. Well, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> he's averaging eight, three, and three. A a uh, sturdy forty percent on one point three attempts per game. But why is he on the Agua Caliente Clips? Is he any weird step close? Because like there is a void for backup point guard, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. But like, I mean, I think that's the idea that you like. Look, is he man. just there for competition? Which I'm fine with. But how many, how many trade deadlines were we inundated with ideas? to get Chris Dunn to this Clippers team. Like, come on, man. Hey, 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 you're right. Were the come Clippers on. 12 steps ahead? Dude, come on. Man. Like, Chris Did Dunn Lawrence is... Frank manufacture the point guard need on this trade deadline? Chris Dunn is not that nice of a player. And <laughs> He's like, not. No, absolutely. Uh, we'll see if he can pan out in ACC and maybe he can get some below Amir minutes. What if Chris Dunn gets the lineup? Amir contract? That will not happen, but I would lose my goddamn mind. I'm going to burn down the mics that we record this podcast. <laughs> well, the worst shit out of luck. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking Terrence Mann and his pretty much new role as backup point guard, which uh, Ty Luce talked about. But first, Will, Built Bar. What? 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 All right, look, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. But what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. Look, you talk to a Bill Barr fan, they're passionate about their faves. You're always duking it out about what flavor's best. <laughs> if you don't know the Bill Barr flavors, I love birthday cake. <laughs> you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. You want to know what my favorite flavor is? What's that? I can never decide, so I always get the mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, I keep going on about the taste. But not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, these bars are also healthy. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. Also, Bilt Bar? What? It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. What? Pretty neat. That's crazy. Pretty, pretty neat. And right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to built.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right. Welcome to Shavings slash Luke and Art Progress Report slash Terrence Van Vorpwatch. What? What, what? Is this? what is this segment? Bunch of stuff. So Terrence Van Vorpwatch, uh, Vorp is value over replacement player. This is really just an excuse right. where we could <laughs> quite 
where we can talk about Terrence Mann on a weekly basis. Look, Terrence Mann, per Ty Lu, is going to be playing some backup point guard with the departure of Bledsoe. We've seen how this... Yeah, like, we've seen how this goes, which is also what makes me think that the Clippers are not done making moves. They're getting ready to trade Terrence Mann. (laughs) I mean, maybe. But, like, where are we at? What's Terrence Mann doing these last total, this last week or so? Uh, what like what's he been up to, or what's he gonna be up to? What's he's what has he done this last week? Not a whole lot. Let me that tell you, that is very fair. Uh, point totals last five games: six points, five points, six points, four points, four points. He shot thirty three percent from three one game, zero percent the rest of the time, which means he's gone one for twelve over the last week from three. Uh, rebounding, I guess, has been a little bit better. Sure. Uh. His value over replacement player currently is at about 0.2, which is where it's been for a while now, staying pretty consistent. Right. Is this fair? I think the thing with Terrence is, like, he's he's just a 7 or 8 guy. He's still In trying, the rotation. Like, he's still trying to figure it out, and I think that that's the thing that you have to balance with your expectations from what we saw in the postseason, right? Because Terrence Mann, for a guy that's drafted the second round, um, is, you know, a solid player for where he's at. Because it's like, for all intents and purposes, this is his second year in the league, right? You can't really count his first year under Doc. I love how Doc was such a bad coach that we're like, just you like, can, it's well, a wash. It's like he got injured. You can't count that as a year of development <laughs> right. for him. Well, except, so that's, for, except for that one great game he had in the bubble, right? But that's what freaks me out about this um, backup point guard talk is that Ty Lue talked about like, you know, he did this under Doc, and it was like, it was a nightmare yeah, under a, Doc. It, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I, I don't think Terrence Mann is really a point guard. He's uh, not that great with the ball in his hands. To be fair, he did have West. five assists versus the Bucks. Great. A hearty six, seven, and five. Great. Definitely contributed to winning. Love it. <laughs> no, it's just, it's tough, because, I mean, where do you think? Like, he's a seven or eight guy right now in the rotation. Like, he's not know. the first guy off the bench, and he shouldn't be. And seven or eight, now that I'm thinking about it, might be kind of genuine. Yeah, I think that seven or eight is eight or nine guy. Fully healthy, he's closer to nine or ten for sure. What needs to happen? Like, is it just is, is it the same confidence stuff? Like it's the it's the same confidence stuff shooting from three, which uh he's down to one for twelve, so Maybe it's right that he isn't confident, but he was like... Sure. A, I mean, a, so that's a very good he, point, He was a 42% actually. shooter last year from three. Uh, so, like, he does have the capability. I do think, though, that maybe as defenses game you out a little bit more, like, you know, Terrence does have kind of a slow release, so sort of any little bit it's of... It's like a double release. Yeah, like... LA it, Clips Film was talked about how it's a double hitch release. Any bit of, like, less distance that you have, obviously, is going to make those sort of things a lot harder you know between you and the defender um so yeah man i i I think that that is definitely a a part of it um he just needs a fully healthy squad to be the best chaotic version of himself right like he needs Kawhi and pg on the floor to be that good chaotic terrence yeah when that shit's not on there it looks rough well i mean that's the other thing too right is that you know a, a lot of people their expectations of terrence are based off of postseason in which we still sure. did have a Paul George, right? Yes, absolutely, and like, 100%. And so it, it's much different, like, what he looks like on the floor versus having, 
you know, these sorts of players sure. around. When Norm Powell, no disrespect to Norm I'm, I'm Powell, curi- is I'm, our best I'm curious guy. to see, though, like what a little bit more minutes of, of Terrence Mann, even around like a Norm okay. Powell or somebody who could create a little bit more offense than, than some of the other lineups that he's played with. I'm not um, mad at that. It, it, if that can sort of help a little bit. Look, there's no reason to be down on Terrence. Like I said, I mean, what? for a guy who it's a, se- a second-round draft pick, who it's essentially his sure, second all things year in the league. I mean, look, man, he can he can give you rotation minutes. And if he's even in your top eight as a second-round draft pick, as in what is essentially their second year in the league, I mean, like, that's not a loss. So, like, I know that we, we tend to get down on Terrence, but that's why I just kind of want to contextualize it for this episode. Yeah, and he's making, like, it's like, uh, it's 11 mil. Um for kind of what he's on. He's at that two-year, $22 million contract. Yeah. Which, as these things go, like, I don't know what else you're going to do, right? Like, he's also... Isn't Norm making 12? But yeah, that con- too much money for Terrence. That contract doesn't kick in until 23-24. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. right. So he's on 1.7 yeah. this year. Yeah. He's on 1.9 next year. Oh, the, yeah. And then in 23-24, he's making 10. 24-25 is making 11, which I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah. Myself included, until truly I just looked it up. Uh, well, you just brought it up and confused me, so... <laughs> I will, so it's all I, good! I will include myself in that conversation. <laughs> so, all right, now we're talking to Luke Kennard Progress Report. Shout out... All right, first of all, shout out Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm personally rooting for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Megan's right. in Chile, some Skyline style Chile. Anyway, Luke Kennard, kind of up and down. If Whoa, we're, if we're not really fair. I think it's kind of not fair. fair. Uh, he had, yeah. what did he run down? Let's run it down. Uh, so looking at his last uh, five games, in terms of points, he had five, two. Versus the Bucks. Yeah. 10, 13, and 14. Yes, 14 versus the Hornets, which is very much needed. Yeah. He went 50% from three. Versus the Pacers, 0 of five. Yeah, that's brutal. Which ultimately, you know, uh, a bit of a bummer there. But I mean, look, like, he's still been so goddamn valuable to this team. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, you can't, his spacing is one, like, what, even when he has an up and down week. Look, uh, it's even still in an up and down week, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that I said earlier, which, like, offensively, there's few lineups that this Clippers team can't put out there that Luke Kennard can't improve. Absolutely. 100%. So. It, yeah, I mean, it's not always going to be perfect, but I mean, even looking at the percentages, I mean, he shot 17%. I mean, not great, obviously. 50% perfect, zero. You know, what are you going to do with that? 50%, great, 46%. Okay. Yeah. So, are we in the midst? Uh, still a lot more up than down, and the ups are like up, up. Like we're talking, yeah, and that's from three. We're talking 50 for two of these performances or upper 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that even allows you, in in my eyes at least, a little bit more leniency on the on the on the dips. And where so how many more games? So if you just look from just back from that Hornets game, right? So he goes, he goes three of six from three versus the Hornets, 0 of five from three versus the Pacers, two of four versus the Lakers, one of six from, from the Bucks. How many more games till we can certify this as a canard roller coaster? Because it's on a Marcus Morris trajectory. Just, and I'm not saying this is indicative of his whole season, obviously, but he's on a bit of a, uh, you know, a, you know, a heart rate monitor of a shooting 
graph right now. Uh, I mean, I guess I think like, like four more games. I mean, three out of these five games are all greater than 45%. So that sure. to me is not as much of a roller coaster. But to be fair, the, the ones in between those games, he's one of 11. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, no, so I'm saying like three more games. If it gets into a, like, I'm not worried about him when everyone's healthy. He, like you said, he's one of those guys where when everyone's healthy, this is what gives me the confidence about next. Mm-hmm. Is that you just inject him into a lineup with Kawhi, PG, Norm, any combination of those guys. Yeah, and he's good. He's not facing the defending champs, the Buck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be a lot mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you excited about Luke Kennard or are you down on Luke mm-hmm. You've oscillated between both views. Both. <laughs> Who's to say? All right. <laughs> no, Luke Kennard is Luke <laughs> perfect. All right? Look, I don't he's having he's a little perfect. bit of up and down a week. He sure. had his jersey retired at his high school. He's Very going through a up. lot of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who came out of the woodwork from his high school asking to borrow oh, wow. a couple dollars. That's a good point. Yeah, His mind's like, in other places. Someone's like, hey, Luke, hey, rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time I let you a new pair of uh, shoelaces? He's like, no, dude. Like, I'm just here. You to never my did team. that. Yeah. You're not from here. All right, we gotta get out of here. Uh Tuesday's episode, we're doing a preview of Clippers Grizzlies, yep. which could be a stressful time. Yeah. In a good way. Shout out Norm Powell being part of the starting lineup. Uh Twitter Tuesday, so send your questions to the at locked on clips. Whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, will if someone asked you, where the heck can I even listen to a Clippers podcast? Where would you tell them they could hear it? Uh, you could check us out on Apple Podcasts or on the podcast app on your mobile device. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works hands-free. Oh, yeah. We, we mentioned it to you up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Hope to have you rocking with us. New clips in the mix. New wins on the horizon? Let's hope so. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.